If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough, the weekly gaming news show full of spicy takes and juicy gossip. And my, oh my, have we got an entire banquet of juicy gossip to dig into this week, because a little a little story may have broken earlier this week uh, regarding Microsoft and its endless, seemingly endless pursuit of uh, Activision Blizzard. Uh, some big news there with regards to the acquisition. We'll be diving deep into that, probably for the majority of the show there's lots to be said elsewhere is warzone doing a fortnight well that remains to be seen as well what's happened to the call of duty that we once knew and laser eyes in a call of duty game really well apparently that's the world we live in now uh, and then finally word on the street has it that ea is making a single player black panther game so it's all this and more in today's edition of the mirror gaming walkthrough let's roll titles <laughs> Are you prepared to go public with your KD online or? No. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back page of the mirror, you know, your deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three tenths? No, what button is it? Well, hello. We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master second man press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. Oh yes, and we're back for another edition of the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. I am gaming content creator Aaron Potter, and I am. it's my pleasure to say that I'm joined by the one and only Nathan Bliss. Uh, so Aaron Aaron's is gone. gone. <laughs> so hello everyone, welcome to the Mirror Game Walkthrough. Um, a pleasure to be here, Aaron. Thank you very much for inviting me on the show today. Uh, while we get Aaron back, uh, we'll all start uh, start with the show. Matt, thank you for joining us as well on this glorious day. How are you, Matt? I, I'm just glad it's not me having the technical difficulties this time. <laughs> it was going to happen. Sorry for that, guys. Thanks for taking it, Nathan. Uh, but thanks for having me. Yeah, right. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleased to be here. I've had a week off, so. Um, so I've come back to just an absolute onslaught of just juicy gossip. So I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to sort of getting into it. The best type of onslaught, isn't it? Exactly. The only type that is relevant. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think it was this sort of uh, lineup of po podcasters um, when we first heard about the FTC case being underway. So it's quite exciting that we've got literally same three people's thoughts to dive into it today. So, yes, unless it wasn't already clear, Microsoft is it's over, is it? Microsoft has won its case against the FTC. So following a recent week-long legal battle against the FTC, that's the Federal Trade Commission, for those who aren't aware, in U.S. federal court, in which Xbox higher-ups like Phil Spencer and 
Sarah Bond were given the chance to make their case against the regulator's initial decision to block its 68.7 billion purchase of Activision, the judge has decided to approve Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard after all this time. The decision comes just under two weeks after several revelations about the video game industry were revealed, such as Xbox's plans to buy Sega and side note. And well, side note, side other note. companies as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. The US court's decision essentially now means that Microsoft will have to be able to close the deal prior to its June, July 18th deadline, proving it's willing to work around the UK restrictions that come as a result of the CMA's decision to block the Microsoft Activision deal. Um, European regulators have given the deal the go-ahead as far back as May, so it's only the UK now where Microsoft is struggling to get the deal over the line. Um so just one final hurdle to go, but this uh, court decision really pushes it ever closer, closer as it ever has been before. Um, and Aaron, do you want to pick up where he left off? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure, but hopefully it'll stay stable. Um, yeah, basically, uh, the FTC has had its injunction denied. And for all intents and purposes, Microsoft can do whatever it wants now in terms of closing the deal for Activision Blizzard. So obviously this is a story that goes back as far as January of last year. So as Nathan astutely mentioned, they've still got one pretty, pretty big hurdle to go in the form of the CMA, um, who has uh, decided to pause its sort of like appeal process at the moment, uh, welcoming Microsoft to the table in order to renegotiate the terms of how it plans to operate in the UK. But um, yeah, for, for me personally, just speaking to it first, guys, before the, the, the endless void takes me away once again, uh, unknowingly. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not, not so I'm... much the founder of Fun Arrow today. Yeah, yeah, literally. The founder of disappearing. Um, I I was, just from a personal level, as a game player, you know, it's been well documented on this podcast how much a game... And Xbox he is. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, but I, I think... Mean, I... It, Sorry, what do you, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, what do you think, like, this this sort of leads, how this leads into the next steps? Like, what do you think is most likely to happen now that the FTC have approved it? I think it's it's a big step in terms of a, a US court pretty much saying that this is okay sort of thing. Um, the CMA, when they first gave the decision earlier this year, they were very, very, very tough with it. They were very like this is not going through cloud gaming. They gave their reasons, not by maybe the reasons we thought, but they were very staunch against it, and they were saying absolutely not. They've now sort of retracted on that a little bit and said that we're working with Microsoft now, and we're going to try and work on the proposals. But who knows, man? I mean, it, any it's, it feels like they're closer than ever, but it it also mm. feels like they're really far away as well. Um, and, uh, well, we haven't yeah, got it's... long to wait, though, have we? Before no. the deadline passes, so we, they, they've literally got n- not very long at all. And I, it, it's weird because, like you say, like it, it felt like it wasn't going to happen because yeah. they like all the regulators just seemed so against the idea, and then suddenly there's like this big flip in decision in their decision making, or or yep. or you know what they're sort of putting out in terms of what they think about it and then you've got things like you've obviously got like then then the cma who they've got to get through who were like i remember when when that kicked off it was like very 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 certain that they were like this no just 
we're gonna yeah. block it we're not we're not up for it and then suddenly the or as soon as the ftc have sort of said yeah all right it's fine the cma have gone oh hold on a minute like can we have a look at that again and and now they're negotiating with to come to some sort of agreement so it feels now more than ever that is actually going to happen yeah yeah he did he did feel like it was inevitable when it was first announced and then obviously after everything was going going on you did think oh actually there's so much opposition to this maybe maybe it won't but then as you seen with with the the european um the european commission countries around the world they've all accepted it the uk is the only one the uk and the us are the only ones that have stood up and gone hang on let's have a look at this properly let's really make sure this is best for gamers make sure no one's getting no one's getting shafted in this deal but now that the sort of FT, I mean, the FTC can still appeal. Let's not forget that. They can still appeal yeah. this decision. But now that the court has ruled in most of favor in this, and the fact that the CMA have sort of climbed down from their initial initial, um, initial uh, conf- confirmation about their decision and how they're working with Microsoft now, they've got six days to I try know. and get this deal over the line before they have to renegotiate. Um, so it does feel like, it does feel like it's going to happen eventually. Like I think Jasmine said on this podcast, we talk about it, and she's also in the in the chat as well. Hi, Jasmine, thanks so much for watching. Um, Aaron is uh is appearing, disappearing. It's a little act that he's doing today, so just bear with him. He's practicing his magic. Absolutely. I think Jasmine was uh, said like Microsoft have got so much money, it will go through. That was what. That's what it feels like. That's kind of that's that's kind of like what it feels like. Because I was, I think the reason it felt like it would, oh, it was inevitable when it first was announced is like personally because i just had no idea of the intricacies of what they have to go through to sort of get these deals approved i didn't even think that they had to get these deals approved it was just a case of you know between business but yeah yeah yeah, kind of like between businesses but um but now like because of when the all the opposition sort of like reared its head and it became evident to me that oh there is a lot that they have to do to prove it. I was like, they're never going to be able to because it looks dodgy. Like it yeah. looks not do- not dodgy like underhanded, but like it looks like they could just renege on what they're saying, or yeah. they could uh, they could just say you know try and keep people sweet, or look at their past behaviour and 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 how they've acted with certain titles and and stuff and exclusivity and all that sort of stuff and. It, it that that to me is what what made me think like that it's just i don't think they're gonna be able to convince them yeah and then it just feels like i it feels like before it was like even everything that was coming out two weeks ago when it when it was going on was like oh man this is this yeah this yeah. doesn't feel like it's helping their case and yeah. then i come back from yeah. holiday and it's like oh the yeah yeah they said it's fine or the judge said it's yeah, fine and yeah that that's a bit strange and it does it that in itself just like looking sort of isolated at that feels like what what you're saying jasmine was saying that they've just got so much money it just will go through yeah it was strange wasn't it to hear to hear it come out because xbox and phil spencer were very honest more honest than i thought maybe that they should be honest to the point where i thought it was going to hurt them yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they were they were saying about how they bought Bethesda because Starfield was going to be exclusive. They said about 
making other titles exclusive to their platforms. They sort of admitted that that's what they've done in the past, but then also in the same breath turned around and said, we're not going to do that with Call of Duty. Like, forget what we've yeah, done in the past. Like, we're not going to do it now. It? And the judge was like, yep, yeah, fine. Because, but I think the the difference with between a court decision and uh, and a, a regulator is that a judge has to hear both sides and then decide who has the best argument, right? Whereas a regulator can look at everything, look at all the, and then make one decision and just say no or yes. Yeah. yeah. The FTC relied so heavily on Jim Ryan's testimony, who's the PlayStation boss. They've relied so much on his testimony for the actual facts of the case and what it shouldn't go through from a rival to Xbox. And I don't, their argument was never strong enough. I felt when I was watching, listening and watching to all the, all the comments and everything, it never felt strong enough to, it never felt a strong enough argument to pause that league, to, to make, to make it go away. If you see what I mean, it was, it just, it just felt like a Mm. sort of a last ditch attempt in a way. Um, But welcome back, Aaron. Uh, Resident Sony Pony is back uh so welcome back aaron um just practicing a bit of magic are you disappearing reappearing? yeah it was funny because prior yeah. to the podcast starting we were joking about matt is usually the one fearing for <laughs> yeah, issues, yeah. but yeah. in a i'm qu- glad a you've got experience turn. of it now it's awful it's so yeah. so horrible no i think it was like a memory issue blame google chrome or whatever but um it's not a microsoft um, issue is it it's not a microsoft issue no, no but i do have a, an issue with the, de- the decision ultimately of this but um I th- speaking to Nathan's point though like it's exactly true what he says like the FTC like I empathize with their job really because even though you can see it from the judge's decision right the FTC did not do a good enough job at convincing the judge that it would be anti-competitive for Microsoft to purchase one of the biggest publishers taking them off the board involving Call of Duty and all that and as as like people like us who are like in the know and we're like involved in games I don't know about anybody else it was like constantly like making me like wince like oh whenever you hear about uh, in those in those proceedings like Bill Spencer having to explain to the FTC how video game act you know acquisitions work but then at the same time if you're in the FTC you have a, a certain amount of time to prepare uh, your argument and become an expert within that particular field of study or industry. And you're going up against people that live and breathe this stuff. I'm not trying to make an argument for FTC. I'm not saying that it's a, a flawed legal system. I don't know. That's uh, up to you to determine. But yeah, it's just like, from my perspective, it's unfortunate that game industry consolidation wins out uh, right again. And I, But I'm very interested to see how the CMA handles things because they're, they're like literally the last domino and obviously Microsoft could like close this deal and just operate differently in the UK via licensing. Like, you know, they could publish it under a new brand or like, I don't know, create an entity called Microsoft UK or Microsoft Britain or something and release Activision games in this country that way. But um, because like in fairness to them, they haven't crumbled. Like, whereas, you know, they could have done when the EU approved it, they could have done it now when the FTC fa- uh, failed. But now they're like, well, take us to court, Microsoft, or be prepared to renegotiate the case and yeah. uh yeah that's basically where they're at now but that it kind of works it kind of the the whole the whole idea like the thing about the ftc and you know they're not experts in this particular field or uh and they have to become experts and uh you think it it wouldn't be that difficult to get hold of some people that were and start talking to them about how this would like heavily affect the competitive nature of gaming and it's it's their it's their job 
to be able to do that across different trades and they haven't done it very well they haven't done their job very well which is the the basis of their job but whereas xbox and microsoft are not experts in the legal system although they they have experts right they probably have a whole legal team right? so they've they yeah. so they have gone we need expert advice on how to handle this and what the possibilities are what the outcomes could be and how we would approach those different outcomes and i think that's why they've seemed so like confident the whole way through that you know something's going to give because they've already had those conversations with the experts whereas the ftc felt like they had zero conversations with people that understood the intricacies of the gaming industry yeah like, absolutely and, and i i feel like that is almost the most basic of things that you do if you are going to challenge someone within an industry is you have experts within that industry advising you on how to best build your argument yeah, and I don't know what the the situation or the like the legal sort of realm is in terms of let's say we've got a game industry expert person, let's have them on our team in court that we can consult with in real time as like the Xbox heads are being questioned because I know this for a fact like there were game journalists from The Verge and IGN sat in on on, on court like taking notes and reporting live from the courtroom. Like they were describing what they were all wearing and stuff and oh this video has been played with this youtube personality you'd recognize yeah so god if i'm feeling that from like you know thousands of miles away god knows how they must have felt from 10 yeah. feet away but then i don't they might not look at look down upon this event as much as i do in yeah fairness. i was what i was i was watching a lot of the coverage when i say watching i mean watching twitter yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> refreshing and uh, tom warren of the verge obviously was was covering it in great detail um hi tom if you're watching um and he was saying a lot of time was spent the ftc spent hours and hours making the argument that, that the nintendo switch is a direct competitor and is part of the argument and then trying to sort of force that in and then make that an added complexity as well about how they're disadvantaging nintendo as well as sony and trying to kind of get get all that in and it sort of never it never really washed between either it's, Jim just, Ryan it's, or, just, it's just so strange because yeah. There's, there's like essentially, you know, household names. There's three, three versions of, of gaming consoles. Like you've got Xbox, you've got PlayStation, and you've got PC. And Microsoft owns two of them. Pretty much, like oh, you know, give it. You know, obviously you've got Steam. Nintendo, Nintendo Switch not a console. <laughs> it is, but I'm what I'm talking about is direct competitors of oh, yeah. of yeah. like of Microsoft would be PlayStation and PC, but they own a big large chunk of the PC and they own their console space, and that so you've only got really got PlayStation as a direct competitor. So it's mm. like. Why would you even go into a room and try to convince? It's like being like, yeah, but you know, Game Boys. <clears throat> like it's just, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Game Game Boys a direct competitor to to the Steam Deck. Like it's it's, yeah. it's I, not like I, it's yeah. so easy and simple to see, and it's just weird that that can go over your head, mm. and and that's what these the the, the job is of this yeah. commission. But I don't think that the FTC was necessarily wrong to present to try and present Nintendo Switch as a competitor because look, as as like 
different as the games that Nintendo makes are and like as different an audience as it attracts. They put out a console, they sell games. Microsoft put out games on the Nintendo Switch, uh, Minecraft Dungeons, as an example. Like They're not adverse to doing that, as well as mainline uh, Minecraft. Um, what I was more so disappointed in, and, and I agree with you, Like I, I didn't know they'd spent so long like trying to just like hammer it. It's worth point. a mention. It's worth yeah, mentioning yeah, the name and name-checking it and saying that they do have involvement. But it shouldn't with... be the pillar of, or like one yeah. of the four pillars no, that's yeah, exactly. the main argument. Because what I was most disappointed about in the judge's decision and where the F- FTC should have gone in and uh is it like she says in her statement um I, I haven't got it here but it's something to the effect of um she referenced a lot about Microsoft's like written commitments hmm. uh like they've signed this 10-year deal to get keep Call of Duty on PlayStation until X they've signed this to keep it on like cloud streaming services and Nintendo Switch until X if I was the FTC obviously it's hard to predict where the judge is going to ultimately settle on and she might have just been saying this as a quick summary it might have been I'm sure it was influenced by other points as well um, I would have tried to like predict that, and they did bring up the Bethesda stuff as uh, in terms of where well, you said you were going to do this with Bethesda, you ended up doing this with Bethesda with respect to Redfall and Starfield. Um, it, it's just clear now that the FTC should have gone in on that more in terms of they've said these things before. They did things differently. But surely that's the argument. Like surely that is the argument. Like why would you even consider a different one? They've said they would do stuff before and they haven't done it. They've reneged on loads of things that they've said that they were going to do before and they haven't done it. What, like, why is that not the the founding pillar of your whole argument is yeah. like, you can't trust what they say. Like, that's th- it. Like, because I, because there's so many examples of not being able to trust what they say they're going to do versus what the they ju- actually do. The judges, like, the difference this time around is that Microsoft has been on the warpath in terms of getting every agreement signed uh, possible to the extent yeah. that they've really made a big deal about we've extended the hand to PlayStation. They've cho- they've chosen not to take take it. And it made me laugh, like, this is weeks ago and it's happened now, where Microsoft wanted to sign a commitment to keeping Call of Duty on vowel for the next 10 years. And I'm like, and, and, and then Gabe Newell came out and like, yeah, of course you're you going to want to sell that. games on our yeah. platform. We, we don't need your in writing. Like, what are you talking about? But, um, yeah. Anyway, we could dwell on this until the game comes I, so I, I just want to say, yeah, I, I, I knew it was all over when Jim Ryan said, I've spoke to all the developers. They all hate <laughs> Game Pass. And I just knew it was over because that's just such a... That that just felt like something that the FTC had maybe said to Jim Ryan, like, "Can you just mention how everyone hates Game Pass?" And he's like, well, "I don't, I don't know that." And he's but like, well, "Can you just?" Say I, believe, I, I believe. I mean, that, these, these people are to do whatever they can. But a lot of people, a, a lot of publisher developers and publishers have now come out and said that they don't hate Game Pass publicly. They've yeah. said it. Maybe I'd privately. like to see that. I'd yeah. like to see that. Because, uh, like, here's the thing: like, all these people are at the stand; they're under oath. Like, if they say yeah. something that's fine to be said untrue, they can face, you know, yeah. jail time. So, yeah. uh, when Jim Ryan said that, as funny as it is to be like, I've spoken to all the develop, all the publishers. Obviously, he doesn't mean all the publishers; he probably means like the four or five biggest ones. Yeah, and I and like looking into it now, like Strauss, Strauss Zelnick. Uh, people did some digging, and I wish I had the report up here. But Strauss Zelnick, who's the, like the head of Two K, like you know. Small publisher. They publish a little game called Grand Theft Auto. You might have yeah. heard of it, yeah. uh, or Take Two rather. Um, it's for years he's been saying in like board meetings and like you know earnings calls. He's like, yeah, we're not putting the game on Game Pass Day One. Like we're not interested. Da, da, da. Yeah. We can't find a way to make money, which is ironic now because GTA Five is on Game Pass now. I was going to say, yeah, just yeah. yeah. But but 
But Xbox obviously paid a lot of money to get it back on Gamescast because what, what did that coincide with? The price of the Xbox Game Pass going up. going up. Starfield isn't quite ready yet. We can't quite like eat this you know, loss until Starfield comes out in September. So we need something to sweeten everybody and keep everybody on board. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, when I, small, smaller publishers, I believe that Game Pass is, work, is well for your game because it's free, it's mm. free marketing, it's free publicity. If Xbox was good for big publishers, and I'm sorry to harp on this point, then why don't you see new Assassin's Creed games come to it day one? Why are we getting crap like Exo Primal that everybody knows is going to be a flop? That Capcom is never going to sell for fifty four ninety nine to your main your layman player in a million years. Mm. Those are the games coming to Game Pass on day one. The ones that are destined to fail. Back for Blood, Exo Primal, games that nobody's talking about. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean, let's look forward to what's going to happen next because. The CMA is still a major hurdle when they, as we spoke earlier on the show, they were very, they obviously denied the the purchase, but not for a, a reason that we necessarily thought would be the main reason, which was cloud gaming. Microsoft have to work with the CMA to sort, to sort that out and to make the CMA, to give the CMA some idea about we're not going to make the cloud gaming space so anti-competitive, we're not going to own everything maybe try and play down the size of the industry and all that kind of stuff. And when they initially, when the CMA initially denied the deal, they suggested a number of different remedies, which could be, which could easily not make the deal go through, but to help the deal go through. And they were either selling off the part of the business that deals with call of duty. One, (laughs) two would be selling off the Activision segment of Activision blizzard Two. The three, selling off both the Activision and Blizzard segments. The CMA's other possible solution would be the prohibition of the merger altogether, which is not, which is not a solution. <laughs> a solution. Yeah. That's like a solution. a solution. They couldn't be Don't further apart from the outcomes that they want, is what I mean. Yeah. Sure. No, that's yeah. what I mean. So, so yeah, when yeah. we talk about it's closer than ever. Uh, and the CMA is the final hurdle. In, in everywhere but the UK, it is closer than yeah. ever. Like they could close yeah. it right now. Like, yeah, yeah but it's closer it now, in the yeah. UK too because they're they've withdrawn their appeal and they're actively which, negotiating. Which so... I was I saw an interview uh, I can't remember what outfit it was with uh, a former like representative of the CMA who was quite high up like he was like head honcho the whole thing and he was saying it's very unusual for the CMA to like re-enter negotiations after they've already given their final full yeah. stop decision to open that or even like consider opening that. So I mean. Like I said, they're holding I mean, it for as long yeah, as they can. It just, it just, it just feels, it just feels very like, well, America let it happen, so we should too. Like, well, we're going to lose out. What's going on over there? Like, we're going to lose out. Like, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe we we're wrong because we didn't understand. We're going to lose out on all this stuff. So, if America's doing it, then we should do it. Um, okay, we'll negotiate. Like, because we don't want to lose on the, the, whatever impact it would have on the economy to like lose. Yeah you know, Activision games or anything like that out of the UK, like for good. If like, if they, if that's the route they decided to go, because I guess if they got full control of, of the whole thing and they just went, all right, well, we're not going to publish anything in the UK. We've got, we own the the company now. We're not going to publish anything at all in the UK. Like I I don't even know if that's a possibility. Skyrocket. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's the thing. But but like they, I, I, I assume that that's something that could happen potentially 
not that it not that it would or it's likely but it could happen and i think as soon as as soon as like official bodies get hold hold of the idea that they're going to lose a huge chunk of the economy in that industry but then suddenly it's a different conversation sure the interesting thing is because i agree with you like now that the big gorilla in the room us the us has been like bowled over or whatever like the cma will be shaking a little bit i think Mm. but i remember when the cma's decision initially came through and then obviously quick as clockwork microsoft were like okay we're going to appeal this decision and then the percentage of appeals that were actually like took effect is so minuscule so up until this point if i was the cma i'd be like you know appeal what do you think is going to happen like appeal we you know decision's been made like and obviously we've talked about the ftc potentially appealing that I would argue is a bit irrelevant now because the deadline's coming up and mm, like yeah. it, that, it's probably not going to happen. On the CMA, so straight after the um, US federal court decision, a CMA spokesperson um, sent out a press release to all, all the press. Um, so we stand ready to consider any proposals from Microsoft to restructure the transaction in a way that would address the concerns set out in our final report. In order to be to be able to prioritize work on these proposals, Microsoft and Activision have agreed with the CMA that a stable litigation in the UK would be in the public interest and all parties made a joint submission to the Competition Appeal Tribunal to the, this effect. So basically confirming they're working together to try and appease the concerns and also that the the um uh, the appeal has been shelved for now. Which which that that statement to me sounded very soft compared to what we got back earlier this year but then there was a follow-up statement that bloomberg got which was then going back to that hard stance again where um in a follow-up statement provided to, to bloomberg the regulator said merging parties don't have the opportunity to put forward new remedies once a final report has been issued they can choose to restructure a deal which can lead to a new merger investigation Microsoft and Activision have indicated they're considering how the transaction might be modified and the CMA is prepared to engage with them on this basis. The discussions remain at an early stage and the nature and timing of next steps will be determined in due course. That's, that sounds like, hang on, the CMA are going, hang on a minute, like this isn't just a tick box. Like they need to seriously renegotiate the whole transaction and how it's done. So it's it's far from over at this stage in terms of what's going to happen. They've got six days to close this deal. The deadline is the 18th of July. If they don't close it before then, they need to renegotiate the whole deal and go through this process again, potentially. Do you think they will? Aaron, no, I don't mean do you, do you think they'll do it I, I in six days, but do you think they would, would... If they just say deadline passes and now they have to restructure the whole thing, do you think they'll just give up? or do you like? Because judging from their, their how they've acted through this whole thing they'll just start again until it happens i don't know man i don't know well it's will they do any it's like what elon musk with twitter isn't it he tried to get out of it he couldn't so he had to do it to save face um i mean i think he had to do do it because do they care more about their wallets or more about their public persona i think that's the question you'd have to ask at that point but i don't know what aaron thinks well the other little Mm. spanner in the works which i like is that if they don't close the deal by july 18th they throw they have to pay Activision Blizzard three billion as a penalty oh. for not completing it in the t- in time, oh. and I'd, I'd you know I'd much Bobby rather. Bobby Kotick is there. Or... Uh, I saw Whatever a disgust... happens, he's got. I saw got, a disgusting got... figure amount of money that he'd awarded that he's be awarded if this obviously happens. But when and you he's say a that, top paid exec isn't he across yeah. all the publishers and stuff as well? Yeah. Um, sorry, um, no, that's right. Everybody, and you want to watch the movie Moneyball? 
do yourself a favor and fast forward the first 10 minutes and Bobby Kotick's not in that movie anymore. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but um, is that right that they'd have to renegotiate the tip worldwide? Because I thought it was the case that they just have to do it with the UK because at, from everything I've been reading, they can close it everywhere but the UK now. But if they do, then they have to account for the UK, you know, and make oh. some concessions. That's my None, of us, Brian, legal uh, ex- none of us are legal <laughs> experts here. That's why it's like they've got, I think I wrote in my article, they've got two options. Like, yeah, they can cancel the deal and pay three billion to, they can cancel everything, pay three billion to Activision Blizzard and get out. Mm. Or they can close the deal with the exception yeah. of the UK uh, not approving it yet. Because let's face it, either way, they're not going to be able to appeal it in that time. And they're not no. going to, realistically, they're not going to be able to re- renegotiate new terms, especially now that the CMA have said, well, once you do, we are willing to negotiate. Once we renegotiate, then we have to go through it again. And you're talking like that could take upwards of a month. So if, yeah. I, if I was Xbox right now, I pro- my, my temptation probably would be to close the deal everywhere but the UK and then hope that in the future, you're able to reach a point with the UK. And maybe even by then, they've got the deal... I mean, we're talking years before any of this stuff takes effect. Like hmm. th- that way, their Microsoft can like point to how the deal has impacted the, the rest of the girl, and then they can feed that into their renegotiation about to the CMA about why it would work in the UK as well. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the the elephant in the room is the new Call of Duty game that is expected in October, November. Potentially, Xbox are looking at that. I think you know, oh, I'd like to get, I'd like to get that on Game Pass. Well, the, um, the the CMA said in their in their final report that apparently the Call of Duty Day One Game Pass wouldn't arrive until twenty twenty five anyway, right, regardless okay. of if the deal went so there's, through. There's no so what what does it matter if it takes years? Then I suppose is they've got time in their hands potentially. There's no immediate rush. No, well, I mean, I, I don't, don't know. think so. I no. mean, I'm sure like, they'd like to get the UK under their but wing. But it does. It, it does. It does. I mean, if if the deadline is the eighteenth and they can still close everywhere else like after that deadline's sort of passed um and then they can just keep working and chipping at the uk it i don't know why they wouldn't like really i they can't come so I can't, far like they're because, not going to back away because yeah. i mean yeah even if you even if you just you close the deal and you're like right we'll we'll figure the uk out um in over the next 12 months or whatever or you know, shorter or longer period of time, how long it takes. Um, they're still going to benefit massively from the rest of the world. Of like for for and and also if you're if you're committing that much money to an acquisition, then how like is the UK market? I know the UK market is big, but like is the UK market big enough to warrant not doing it in the rest mm. of the world? Potentially, and the, uh, the, there's another thing as well that I'm I'm just reading about, which is the FTC's antitrust lawsuit, which is a separate lawsuit, uh, which doesn't start until August the second, mm. which is way past the deadline. So that's another spanner of the works as well. Um, it, there's there's a lot of legal. I mean, not a lot of legal around, experts, Everybody, yeah. Yeah. when you throw it around nearly seventy billion, there's there's a lot of like. T's to cross and I's to dot, is there? Um, Do you want Aaron's weekly. advice, Microsoft? Keep your 70 billion. Make a good game. Make, yeah, make, well, make, seven, make 70 new games instead of buying 
four franchises. Or one I mean? really good one. Well, that as well. well <laughs> that costs uh, you know, seventy billion. <laughs> I like to think, let's say, like a billion dollars for his budget for a game. We found out as part of this case that the price of the Last of Us Part Two was two hundred and twenty million. Million, yeah. What an the most expensive game bargain. The most expensive game ever ever made was like eight hundred and twenty million or something. Oh. Have you seen so, some of those? So budgets? you could you oh. could literally make the most expensive seventy of the most expensive games yeah. <laughs> ever made, like for less for less than seventy billion easily. Yeah, the talk because of GTA like, Six is a billion, isn't it? The talk but, roughly around that. So you that, could you that could game make will 70, make it. Yeah, you can yeah. Make GTA Five. I think was just over half a million, half a billion, but, half, half a billion. billion. Sorry, five hundred million. million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, that's a very unique case where GTA makes its money back in like the day yeah. of release or something. Yeah, crazy. yeah, like they've made. So yeah, much money. but yeah. like this is it speaks to a wider issue and something that you know I, I think I've been saying since the moment is that it's not a money issue. Like it's not that they can't afford to make these games. It's, it's like the t- the talent's just not there. They've not cultivated the talent. They tried to when they formed the initiative, uh, but you, now you can see why you know Sony, you know Naughty Dog, Insomniac, Housemark buying up all these studios that on the cheap compared to what Microsoft's mm. paying for Activision Blizzard. Like Microsoft has money, but it doesn't necessarily equate to good game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You need yeah. to go around the supermarket. You need to find the, the top quality flour, the top yeah. quality bread flour, you know, the no, whole organic. You need to get the, <laughs> the good quality. yeast, not the cheap stuff. You need to get the, the good stuff. It's put what... it in the bread maker and be patient. But Microsoft yeah. just doesn't do that. It's what they call in the biz all the gear, no idea. Like it's yeah. just they can't seem to. They just can't seem to get it. Like like they can't recognize the talent in the smaller studios and and yeah. develop them into something like special. Yeah. Um. Or or if they do, it's like you know once in a blue moon. So. Yeah. But so yeah so it, it if their goal is to buy everything up then I think they probably will will like steam ahead and I to be honest I wouldn't be surprised that even if even in six days the CMA have completely U-turned like I wouldn't be surprised but I don't like, know if they themselves can because that was their final report do you know what I mean like the fact that they've opened themselves up to renegotiation yeah I think but is like somewhat unprecedented when they say something yeah. about a modification uh, to to the how it's like how big has that modification got to be like it does, probably doesn't have to be that big in in the grand scheme yeah. of things so I, they probably just to technically do it they probably just need them to do this one thing and then we can class it as a modification to the the terms and then we can and then we've got to resubmit it. and reapprove yeah, it. Well, we'll do, yeah, yeah you again. go through it but like yeah. they probably got an idea before they even go through through the 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 process like whether or not it's going to pass because based on the sort of conversations they've had with them say the big winners the big winners out of all this is the lawyers (laughs) raking it in raking it in imagine so much absolutely just on that as well the winners and losers if if this deal does go through if we think it will go through how how will this affect the gaming landscape how how will how will microsoft buying one of the biggest publishers in the in the world how will that change the gaming landscape and how will how will you see microsoft once that once it goes through as well i don't don't think it will at first i don't think i don't think anything will will be noticeably different apart from um call of duty on game pass um which obviously would change the landscape massively in terms of like whether people buy the games or not in, instead of like subscribe to Game Pass to get it, 
like that's the only way that that's the only difference i can see in terms of how people like acquire the game but in terms of like how like exclusivity and all that stuff nothing nothing is going to happen quickly but they i i guarantee you i predict right now at some point it will become if they if it goes through at some point call of duty and future titles will become uh, xbox exclusives at some point because i think the whole plan from the start was to make it exclusive but they've got to go through all of these this it's like if you're buying something and it's like right okay we got to commit 10 years to non-exclusivity but after that we can you know this franchise has been going for however many years like decades, decades at this point um like another decade we got one more decade to go through and then <laughs> and then we can and then we can like hold, make it hold. <laughs> i know it sounds crazy but like no i agree with you yeah. but i think that that was always the long-term goal i don't think they're thinking in terms of what can we do in the next five years off the back of a 70 yeah. billion dollar deal this is what's the next 30 years look like yeah. for, for microsoft what's the next yeah. 40 years gonna look like for this company well, to answer Nathan's question, I don't disagree with anything you said, Matt, in terms of Call of Duty. The ultimate goal is to get Call of Duty exclusive. Now, I would say, will Call of Duty be as important in 10 years' time as it is now? Don't, don't. We, we don't know. But having said that, if you asked me in 2013, would Call of Duty still be in, in, as important in 2023? I probably would have said no, and I, probably, and I would look like a right tit basically. Because yeah. even though it's waning in popularity, but the, the only other issue I'd bring up, and Obviously, I'm going to direct this at you, Matt, because you're, you're the Warzone player here, uh, but it's mainly directed at Microsoft again, is what is the benefit in making Call of Duty exclusive? Because Call of Duty to a lot of people now, I would argue, isn't the £60 boxed game. It's Warzone. Yeah, that's, the, that's the, you know, we say that Warzone like uh, player base is, is depleting. Um, you know, th the online multiplayer for people that have to pay $60 for the PvP, 12v12, whatever it is, modes. God knows how well that's doing now these days. And then if if you are putting it on Game Pass Day 1, the £60, the £60 box copy, then you lose £60 for every copy sold of Call of Duty as well. So, like, that's why I do tend to buy into the idea that Call of Duty isn't the be-all and end-all of the deal. It is the the king part of the activision blizzard king which i myself am guilty of leaving out even when i write articles and stuff i'm like you know king doesn't interest me i don't think our readership cares about king that much but um it does unfortunately generate a lot of money um not unfortunate for them but for microsoft lawyers as well obviously um but it, in more more of like the, the wide thing i think it, this entire thing is a race to the bottom Xbox are paying money to make the industry worse, in my opinion, because it gives players less choice. Money is less diversified in terms of where it goes and where it trickles out to. You know, I'm not saying I want to keep Bobby Kotick's pockets lines, but the, obviously the ideal for him to the board to vote him off and then reinstall someone that isn't as toxic. But it's like we're saying about like game, they're playing for Game Pass, like called you exclusive to Game Pass. I don't buy into the idea that game pass will be prof profitable in 10 years time yeah i mean look I, at look at do you know what i mean like it's not going to be not, sustainable you're not going to be this able is to, the thing though uh, th this is the thing like i'm not i'm not thinking game pass is gonna like game pass might not be around in 10 20 years like it, i'd be it, surprised it, if it was yeah and it, and I, I mean it might well be but like that's not the point i make i mean in terms of in terms of games where you look at like the call of duty isn't really the the 
they're like 60 i mean it's not 60 yeah. for the cheapest version but like <laughs> like it's like 80 90 quid right to buy a game at like at a, like where you get enough of the benefits of the game it's like you buy the cheap version you just have the right to play it but you buy another you buy a, a step up and you you get a lot more and a better experience generally um I, but generally just on launch though modern warfare 2 was like their best selling game of all time I, like so it people will still buy the titles people are still buying the titles people the call of duty community is really like it's two things they're forgetful and they're fickle like um out of three things and rageful <laughs> but but uh, but but a great combo we, we always hope that the next one is going to be better like that's that and we will buy it to see so and we will go through that several times and i'm only just get, getting to the point like i'm gonna like i know i'm gonna buy modern warfare 3 when it comes out i'm i could tell you now i don't want to but I know I'm still gonna buy it. But why are you gonna play? You play the PvP. You enjoy the. I'll play it. Let, I'll play the multiplayer. I'll try it. I'll play it out. But but the thing the what the 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 multiplayer because of the integration into Warzone, things like um, leveling up guns, getting special edition skins, like all of that sort of stuff that they throw in, you can do all of that a lot quicker and in quick like bursts of like how going and play a multiplayer game for like rather than playing like battle royale over and over again and being on for three hours you can go and play like half an hour and level up a gun like on a multiplayer game so it has a purpose that feeds into warzone so warzone is like a pillar and then all the games are around it, but people still buy them because they feed yeah. into each other. And then it, they're not exclusive. Like then you could, you can buy the game and you can just play the, the game. You can download Warzone, you can just play Warzone, but your experience is gonna be shoddy because you don't have what everybody else has. So you have not to, in order to keep up and have a fair level playing field, you have to have everything and obviously, every time you load up Warzone, there's a big advertisement saying, "Buy this is the latest Call of Duty by Modern Warfare 3 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and, and the, the I would argue the in-game purchase is far outstrip what the game would be as well. We've seen that with FIFA over the yeah. years. The, I, the, I, they don't release the, this data, but I would say if you look at the average consumer and you look at across everyone that's played Warzone but not paid for Modern Warfare 2, the average, I think they've probably spent more than £60, £70 on Warzone skins or a battle pass. I mean, battle pass on its own is Battle pass quid. on its own is like 20 quid, yeah. 30 quid, yeah. yeah. So, but um, they're spending 70 billion to get yeah, 100% yeah. of a cut that they're currently getting 20% of a cut for, which is, yeah. you know, but, still going to take you years to recoup those costs. And obviously, oh, yeah. Bobby Kotick at the stand was like, or it came out in legal documents, I think it was when Sarah Bond was being questioned, they were like, we had to concede profit share on call of duty to keep it on xbox and yeah. similar to what i was saying about bethesda the last time uh, we were on the podcast it's like i'm sure like you know playstation doesn't have the best relationship with every publisher it works with as well but the fact that bobby kotick is like slapping around xbox for the better part of a phrase saying we're going to take our games off unless you let us get more revenue yeah. when it's when after hearing, hearing stuff like that i'm like i mean Xbox, I guess you have to buy these companies because they clearly don't like working with you as is because you're not selling enough consoles. Do you, that do makes you think it worth. It is, oh, 
Do you think Go it on, is then. that? Do you think it's sort of a... Do you think it's in the back of their mind all the time, Microsoft? They talked about Starfield potentially going to PlayStation. They talked about... Bobby Kotick said he'd take it to PlayStation if we didn't reduce... Do you think there's that sort of in the back of their mind? They're thinking, guys... These guys, these games could just disappear. Like we need to do something. Yeah. Like if we don't buy, if we don't buy Call of Duty, it'll go to PlayStation. If we don't buy Bethesda, it'll go to PlayStation. Oh, we need. Oh, we, we can't afford to. So is it just a sort of? Is it they're, maybe not that they're thinking long term? It's just thinking. Oh, we just need to make sure I, that we don't lose it short. It's a lot, term. lot of money to spend to make sure that you're not pushed out of the market. I think. I think. I don't it's know because... why Xbox are still in it personally because they can't make video games and they can't sell consoles. So. The only thing they've got games pass and it doesn't make money there i've said it again you made me say it. <laughs> i think i think that 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 there is it's there it's one of their only tools money to to be competitive because they're not competitive like to to buy out these places these these developers and studios because in an exclusivity deal if playstation can offer a lot more then how Matt- are xbox going to compete and and I'm not. By the way, Aaron, I'm not saying that that's like poor old Xbox. I'm saying no. it's because they're not competitive. They don't. But this is put what the listen. Where it listen counts. to yourself. Hearing this from like, let's pretend I'm a judge. Hearing you say Xbox aren't competitive. They don't put the effort in. They don't get results from their current lineup. Me as a judge, going right, and you just want to and you want to purchase another publisher so you can do as poor a job that you're doing with the you know all the studios you've got now. Yep, here you go. Have them. It doesn't make sense. Why should they be rewarded because they're throwing their money they around? They shouldn't. We I'm can't not... make games as is, so we're getting other people to make games for us, except when we make get people <laughs> yeah, to make other games I'm, for I'm, us. I'm literally saying that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I know. I literally agree with you, but I'm like, it makes them even more baffling. At every pitfall, Xbox is like proof that they cannot do it. So why are you yeah. fighting to stay in an industry that you're terrible at performing well in? Maybe this I mean, is just I, capitalism. Maybe this, this is, is capitalism more... at its yeah. finest. I, think. I know yeah. what it is. It's because, it's because games make more money than films, music, and TV combined. Yeah, That's what it is. And, and also, I that. think, but they're not bringing anything to the table. They're not adding value. Everything you're doing, other than Game Pass, which doesn't make money, PlayStation, Nintendo do better. That's yeah. that's like objective, guys. Like there, you can't argue against it. Yeah, it's all about the games, guys. I think <laughs> all I th- about the I think the pull. I think the pull for the pull for Xbox is the idea of an ecosystem, like that is a bit more accessible. An entertainment system. It, yeah. Well. Yeah. Almost. Like it's. It's. If you when you look at when you look at PlayStation, like they, I completely agree. Like I, I think they have better games. Um, I think the games that they have on offer, like even on like PlayStation Plus and stuff are just generally even like the cozy games like they're just better right they're just a lot of them that are playstation exclusives just they a they they work they're not they're not like buggy or clunky um and then you've got titles that you're like you're always like oh oh yeah i've like that i've heard about that that looks good and they've got a lot of that going on even on just playstation plus the one thing i don't like about playstation is just kind of that really is like the there's not there's so much like for for example if you want to play online on on playstation you have to pay to pay to be able to play online like like i already pay for the internet like come on like and you don't i don't have to do that on pc so so it's it like the different and obviously like xbox 
like I said earlier, they own a, a chunk of, of that that real estate. Yeah. So the only thing I don't like about PlayStation is is being boxed into a corner of like this is your only option if you want to play this game on this console. Like like for example, my I think this is why where the gripe comes from for me. Like and it's I think it's more of a personal experience. NBA 2K does not work on PC. It is terrible on PC. It, it it like the controller doesn't work. You you go to play games in my career and it stops. Uh, you can't skip forwards like when you're benched. There there's lots of problems with it and no they don't try to fix it ever. So your only option to play that game on that like if like for me I've got a PlayStation finally back. Um, <laughs> um, I've got a PlayStation and if I want to sit down in the evening on my sofa and play play a game it's going to be on the playstation and so my only option to play 2k is to play it on the playstation if i why want it to you, work why can't you play it on the xbox because i don't have an xbox why don't you have an xbox matt because i never thought about buying one if i'm honest because <laughs> because for me like i'm you know when i when i started gaming i was very green and playstation was the name hey, xbox is perfect then if you're green like, xbox is green <laughs> literally so but so I've I that's something that I kind of don't like about PlayStation is just the lack of the well, lack that they're of boxing that ecosystem you in by releasing good games on their console and they're, they're not available anywhere else. That's that's like saying yeah because like, if you because if you yeah. if you go somewhere else oh, you I'm not going to watch Chelsea play football. They got too many good players on Chelsea. I don't want to see them play. No, but if you that go to if you go analogy. to ASDA to buy a Snickers and it costs you costs you three pounds and then you go to aldi and it costs you one pound sixty where are you buying your snickers it's, from it's it's pc aldi in this scenario yeah <laughs> but then that's what that pc's got that, that over xbox like as well that. no i know but but the thing is 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 like microsoft who like mike microsoft own a lot of the ecosystem you, you of keep saying PC. This. i don't really understand what you mean though because what well, who what, owns when you who owns when windows you buy, when you buy a game on steam who gets that money it ain't Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I'm, I, I've already Mixer said... Mixer went well for Xbox, didn't it? I've already said that Steam is... is no, uh, I know. Like, obviously, there are other... There's You know, you've got Epic, you've got different different places you can go Battle.net. on. But that's, that's, that's what the draw of PC gaming is. But Xbox has something that is... A, uh, or Mike, yeah, Xbox Game Pass, and the fact that Microsoft own the the whole infrastructure in which you play the games. But they'll they get P that money PC. regardless of if you're playing like, games on a PC or not. I'm not talking about argue. money. I'm not talking well, about money for them. Like I'm not talking about who gets the money. I'm talking, talking about, about who, who spends owns the money. The real estate, though. Yeah, who spends the money and who does it go to? No, I don't care about who it goes to. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> Microsoft not about... does. It's not, yes, but this I'll isn't the that. point I'm making. You're taking my point and making it make, mean something else. Right, I'm lay, lay saying out to me. if my if my money can go further one place than another, what I like is when companies can recognise that and give you options to be able to to have the like. So just say for example, um, you go and buy a game, and like I say, in a different shop, right? And this is just the traditional old hat way of thinking in my my eyes. But like you go into one game shop and you buy a copy of a game. But you, in another game shop, that same copy is cheaper. Then I'm not buying it from this game shop anymore. I'm going to this one. And it's not about who's getting the money. It's about who's spending the money. And some companies 
uh, are very good at building an ecosystem that gives you some a bit more freedom with those choices playstation has zero freedom when it comes to where you spend your money and and what you and how much it costs so that's the only thing that that but your argument xbox offer more freedom because they make pcs it's not even an argument it's just a point like like what i find that i like more about pc gaming which is more leaning towards xbox because i don't have an xbox more leaning towards microsoft what i enjoy about that is the freedom is the i think we're talking about two separate arms of microsoft here because i'm like fixated on xbox whereas you're like microsoft by de facto xbox no no i'm saying because xbox game pass like that's what i'm saying that the the ability to be able to pay like a small subscription and have access to to everything and not have to do things like pay to play on like games online and also you know the companies that have games on on these consoles that don't have versions that work like not everybody owns a pc an xbox and a playstation so charging me 130 quid to be able to play nba 2k 24 versus what like versus the fact that i can't play it anywhere else because it won't work on pc and i could spend less money to get it on pc but it won't work is like it's more of a the it's i know you're gonna say but but you can like, but that, that's not that PlayStation's game, fault. That NBA that's not PlayStation's fault. It's PC. not PlayStation's fault, right? But I'm not. I'm not saying like. <laughs> it's so hard to explain this. Like I can't. Yeah, I don't. Think I'm of trying. To, to... I'm trying to keep with you, Matt. I'm trying to keep with you. I'm not. I. I yeah. Should we. I'm, anyway, I'm not Jimmy, talking. Call of Duty is good these days, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> I'm not talking about PlayStation. Like PlayStation, whether it's PlayStation's fault, it's their inability to implement any kind of. Uh, ability to shop around with their games but uh, again it's another thing though they 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 do because you can buy their games through multiple retailers at a different price point physically you know i know xbox allow you to do that too but and even though there's arguments say that playstation slowly but surely bringing its games to to pc i just like i i think i'm misunderstanding you but like I can't understand that. The, I don't the think viewpoint. I'm explaining it very well. To no, be honest, right. I can't figure it Amazon out. Amazon Prime Day is a thing. We've all been very busy, but the last thing I'll say on it, the last thing I'll say on it is that I cannot get behind, and this may or may not be what you're saying, Matt. I don't think it is, but I cannot get behind Microsoft on PC getting credit, Xbox getting credit for Microsoft being the de facto UI and operating system on PC. Like no, I don't but, understand that at all. But you're talking but, about buying out companies and. And what I'm saying is, is they own a big part of that real real estate and that lends itself into being able to afford to do this stuff. But they're not using Microsoft Windows to sell you games like Xbox isn't. That's oh, no, no, I'm Steam talking about I'm, to- I'm talking yeah. about buying buying up studios like they Microsoft and Xbox are are not working separately when it comes to acquiring other companies. They're not working in like they they're using money from they they're using their money like it yes Xbox it's is Daddy Microsoft Daddy Microsoft oh, exactly exactly fifty p yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about like yeah. like they're using that when I so when I'm talking about like how they own like a big part of this other industry it's like that's what I'm talking about it's like that allows them to be able to be un like un uh, it's not even being competitive, but like that allows them to compete in a place they have no place really competing in. 
give them more flex because because flex they've got more money because microsoft and owns a, a a big portion of the pc gaming like ecosystem and that's what i that's what i was trying yeah. to explain is ecosystem I, as a user then, not nothing yeah, to do with yeah. the companies as a yeah. user that's what i don't like and i find my experience with xbox in terms of uh, being a user is so you use game pass on pc man. i use game pass on pc i find it more free and i find it um i find it has like it's just a little bit more um gives like just I, I enjoy it a little bit more than i enjoy using playstation plus because playstation plus has some good games and uh, but i don't like the fact that you buy playstation plus then you got a that i mean once upon a time you had to pay five pound a month to be able to play nba 2k online on playstation and you had to pay for for playstation plus it oh, was like two separate things wow. like, that's and that's what i'm yeah. talking about i don't like and i know that's not you know whatever like whose fault it is but as a user being in that playstation ecosystem i feel trapped quite a lot of the time yeah. whereas with xbox i feel less trapped that's because they don't charge you to play online because they don't well yes and and generally i i like when i mean especially when game pass launched it was like a lot cheaper like than than what you'd necessarily pay for uh, the like playstation plus premium yeah. or whatever it is <clears throat> on playstation but now it's ca like well caught up so it's pretty much neck and neck now thank you both for giving my voice a rest during that that was very nice <laughs> for me to just sit back and, and watch so thank you very much for that um but talking of um talking of stuff that doesn't work um should we go over to our next topic i feel like it's yeah. time we've spent an hour on the first topic so i hope you've enjoyed it everyone uh will also said as well poor football manager Aaron might have worked five years ago i think you meant the Chelsea? Did you talk about the Chelsea? Chelsea good uh, yeah, I don't know. Was wasn't Chelsea the the tip top? Once they upon were, a time? but they're not Once anymore. Upon a time. Yeah, All they're not was that it's no longer Manchester United because Gary Neville's oh. always going off about the yeah. Glazer family and all this. <laughs> yeah, that and the other, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, absolutely. Um, but yeah, go, am we... I taking this? Am I? Am I still? Yeah, I don't know go, who's hosting go, anymore. Yeah. Imagine if I cut off like during like the the discussion discussion <laughs> that me and Matt were having. Um, yeah, he cool. hung up on me. What coward! <laughs> so yeah, story number two on this week's walkthrough is is Warzone doing a Fortnite? Because Warzone season four reloaded drops tonight. In now. fact, it's technically already now. dropped, so it's worked out perfectly. We couldn't have planned it better yeah. with a brand new crossover uh, regarding Amazon's The Boys, which I'm a big fan of the TV show. Players uh, from today, from five o'clock, players will be able to purchase Homelander, Starlight, and Black Noir skins in-game. But that's not the most interesting thing about it. The new season introduces the Temp V field upgrades upon consuming it. Temp V grants one of four random superpowers in your field upgrade slot, though it doesn't act like a usual field upgrade so we can go on about these four different abilities that the field upgrade dishes out um this is the part where i get to be quiet because i i've watched the boys i can provide some context i really enjoy the boys but nathan and matt are the warzone uh warzone two heads among us so yeah yeah who wants think, to go first nathan nathan you've got think, some strong thoughts between us me and matt can sort this out because i don't watch the boys <laughs> but i play warzone and matt yeah, watches I, the I, boys and, and doesn't play warzone you, you don't, oh, play, don't warzone. play warzone that much anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so between us we can sort it out but essentially when you pick up this temp v field upgrade uh, it gives you one of four random superpowers. The four different superpowers are charge jump, which allows you to propel across the map 
in leaps and bounds. <laughs> Electric shockwave sends a powerful electrical explosion that injures operators and IR combatants as well as destroys vehicles and equipments. Laser vision. This is my. This is the worst one. Yeah. Upon activation, your operator levitates and fires a laser beam that sears through enemy targets in whatever direction they are looking. It's just like one of the powers that Homelander has, but it does leave the user open to backfire. And then the fourth one is teleport, which throws a player high up in the air to escape a fight. Um, and uh, your operator skin isn't affected in any way, so you don't lose any clothes, which is a good... Uh, which is like like nice, uh, Huey from the TV show. Yeah. That's what it says, yeah. It's the mm. sort of integrating all yeah. together. Very clever. Um <laughs> <laughs> well impressed. Uh, yeah, just, very clever. Uh, I mean, I've got thoughts, but I mean, I, I just, I just don't know what I just don't can know it, what they're doing. I don't can, know. Can I ask a question before we get too deep into it? As a, it. as a relapsed Call of Duty yeah. player, never played Warzone much. What is a field upgrade like? Is that a bonus you can pick up and activate for limited use? I'm guessing. Yeah. So there's a couple of field. So one of the most popular ones is UAV, for example, which oh, you can oh, pick okay. it up and do it, and it reveals the locations of the enemies for a certain amount of time. And you, you they can... used to be called kill streaks back in my day, boy. Murky, yeah, murky. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. There's a there's a, another one munitions box uh, munitions box um, armor like, box yeah, or yeah you can restock things uh, there's dead silence which makes you silent which is hated by the community loads of other, <laughs> loads of other ones as well but these ones is are particularly these religion, ones are particularly yeah. agree- egregious because I just you made the point off air we were talking about it and you were like yeah but Call of Duty had Godzilla in not long ago and I was like yeah it did yeah and I didn't like that either. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, but the and the difference with the difference with Godzilla being in it is it they weren't in the game. They were in the yeah, game, but they actually... didn't affect they didn't yeah. you didn't interact right. with them. Which yeah. I kind of think like, you know, for that was in I would have liked some sort of interaction, but they would have, you know, I I'm I'm more glad that they were like, right, these guys are gonna be in in the map when you go in, but but and you can interact with them a little bit, but you can also choose not to. Yeah, you can choose um, not to. Yeah, yeah. and and that that's yeah. fine. With yeah. this, it's just you know if that player's picked it up, um, picked up that that field upgrade, and that, like there's superpowers. If I go into Call of Duty and I get killed by a laser, laser out of someone's eyes, <laughs> that is not. That is not, not what, what should happen. That is not what I signed game. up for. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just can't and, even. And I, I think what's, I think as somebody that that also very much enjoys the boys like TV show, um, and thinks it's brilliant. The whole, the whole. Ooh. There's a. Is there's that, a smoke. Is that that's me? A, that's a you? smoker. My smoke alarm going off downstairs. Oh, do, you, do you need to go and have a look and make no. sure there's not fire? <laughs> no, there's not a fire. It's. It's, uh, it's. I don't want to say it, but it's just someone else in the house cooking. Um, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, as someone that li- likes the boys. Sorry, that threw me off so bad, badly. Yeah. As somebody that likes the 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 boys, I. The whole premise of the TV show is that the superheroes, like like generally, the corporation of the superheroes is is like a a bad thing, and they want to get rid of it. Um, and they so what they decided to do is put superheroes in the game, 
which is just the irony of that. It's just like not lost on me. Yeah. So I've looked at um, it and gone, superheroes, superpowers, cool. We'll put that in the game. But yeah. That's not when sort of the, the point, point of the whole show, show is yeah, like, yeah. no, it's corrupt and it's yeah. bad. And what they're going to inevitably do, which it could just be hyper meta, but what they're inevitably going to do is make the Battle Royale experience corrupt by like giving people yeah. the, these, these superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. being able to just be pinned down in a fight and actually you've got yourself into a bad situation and now these are the consequences you just teleport across the teleport map. yeah like like just get out of it so everybody's going to be using like the the op one which is going to be you know i imagine would be something like teleport um probably. the laser one will probably be cool but um but if you levitate up uh you're probably it's and you're in the right position you're probably quite easy to just shoot someone down um so i don't know how popular that one will be but but the teleport and the charge jump i i imagine will be quite popular and it just gives such an unfair advantage mm -hmm. to the person that's that's using it so the only person having a good time is the person using it so yeah. and i mean so does the uiv in a way but this this is just another this is another step where it, it 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 changes the gameplay mechanics in a certain way where you can't sort of you don't know what's coming almost so you can't sort of know when you go into but, a fight you'd be like okay they might have a uiv they might have this they might have that if you go to a fight the they might have laser vision what do you do how do you, how do why, you... yeah like i don't i don't want to enter a fight and then the person just keeps teleporting away yeah like and everyone yeah. that i try and shoot they're just teleporting away it's just it's just weird and also like uav munitions box um armor boxes their equipment they're not that it's like they're giving you information or they're giving you ammo yeah which is yeah. fair enough in a game yeah. where you use guns and shoot each other like uh, that so yeah. getting armor yeah. plates and uh and, and ammunition and then getting information on the location of enemies is you're not getting exact locations it's not you don't, you see see a red dot and i know that yeah. it'll tell you if it's above or down but you see a red dot essentially and it doesn't say oh this one's like in the bottom left corner just next to the fridge in the kitchen but yeah, like, yeah it doesn't yeah, give you yeah. that level of detail yeah. whereas this is like literally we can enter a gunfight you can teleport away and then now like it's just a like a waste of time yeah. to me it's just but silly this, man it's silly this is going to be like limited time though right like the gods are versus it'll be through the reloaded season yeah i don't know how long the the field upgrades will stay in the game but like it'll be a i imagine it'll be a couple of months right that long wow um unless they decide like this is just like a two-week thing to launch reloaded because they do 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 things like that sometimes. It's yeah. almost like they should create a separate playlist where players who don't want these field upgrades to be used oh, or available. Don't get me started on that. Do you know what I mean? I always think there should be separate play like, playlists for. Yeah. Like, well, for, well, these are these aren't these weird things in the game. Yeah, these aren't in ranked, so you can play ranked mode without these. Um, because obviously ranked are more serious mode, so there is that, but. Ranked is also very difficult for casual players. You don't yeah, really want to go into that as well. So um for players like me who just you know play with my mates and stuff and I'm planning to play later on this week. Um if we jump in that's, into a map That's why like, you're really annoyed because you're playing later on this week. Like, <laughs> no, but, but, if we, 
if we're jumping into a map and like we just get eliminated by a laser vision field upgrade, it's like where's the fun in that? Like where, where's you know? <laughs> this is the first time I've seen it's, you like this, Nathan. It's just, just you know. it's just silly. I just can't. It's just the silliness it, of it. Like, yeah, like I, every everybody. Everybody this isn't says, Call of Duty is not Fortnite. You shouldn't be able to ride dinosaurs, right? You know, you shouldn't be able to do all this silly stuff. I, I was talking to Jasmine about it, and she was like, "You can't teleport in Fortnite." And I was like, "I was thinking to myself, are you seriously trying to argue that Fortnite's a serious game, sort of thing? You can ride dinosaurs." Um, They're doing the same sort of thing that you might be able to imagine you could do in Fortnite. Yeah, like, that's the thing. That's essentially, think, if they yeah. put teleporting in Fortnite, it wouldn't be out of place in Call of no, Duty. Yeah, it's out of place. Like it's that's what place. it comes yeah, down it to. Be. It's so yeah, it out of place. It, Call of Duty in the battle royale space. Call of Duty holds the more re- like it's not space. It, it, it's not space. It's not cartoon based, and like it's not heavily. Uh, like they do some collaborations um, with like characters from movies and stuff. Like the, you know, did Bruce Willis and and the Terminator. It doesn't and affect stuff. gameplay, though. but it doesn't affect gameplay. It's like it's just the skin and yeah. And the the whole yeah the whole point is the space it 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 takes up in that in the battle royale um, battle royale sort of part of gaming is the more realism like the more I don't want to say realism because I know that people would jump down your throat and be like oh it's not realistic and like how it's just a game bro and all this stuff but like that's the space it it takes up is it is a more realistic version of your apexes and your fortnites yeah, yeah. And, and and whatnot so it's yeah. you know more realistic gunplay more realistic um like tactics and and things like that um and this just adds a level of fortnite into it to me that just doesn't fit like it does yeah. it does not make any sense like feels adding the skins feels in, desperate to me feels desperate it feels if like i was ubisoft if I was Ubisoft right now with X Defiant. X Defiant, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. For for, for so long, Warzone hasn't had a proper competitor for so long, it's... and then now you've got things like X Defiant, you've got Dead Drop, you've got all these games that are coming out. I find it hilarious as well that Warzone is just falling to pieces while Microsoft are trying to buy <laughs> Activision Blizzard, the, the the one game that they really want to get their hands on. I just don't just... think I don't think X Defiant is a, is, is going to be a very good competitor. I don't think I think Dead Drop maybe, but like the X Defiant is just another multiplayer FPS. The game. beta was so popular because of being warzone the being state so of bad. warzone yeah but that only lasts for a couple of months and then people go back to it like mm. the hype dies quickly because if x defiant released and they had a, a a mini battle royale mode at least in it yes i would then be calling it a direct competitor but you cannot ever say that a multiplayer fps game is a direct competitor of a battle royale game yeah because true. the experience is completely different yeah it's not yeah. what like I'm not in a battle royale game. It, the whole point is like high stakes and decent gunfights. That's what you yeah. want, really. They've already talked that X Defiant is an arena shooter, haven't they? So they haven't. Yeah, you know, they have battle royale probably isn't coming. It's um, no, not going to ever come. Anyway. There's loads of really good multiplayer FPS games that I think are, are fun, mm. but but like they don't compete with with um with call of duty like warzone because yeah, yeah. they don't hold that space of putting a uh any kind of 
mini royale or a battle royale in their game. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, as someone who's jumped into Fortnite recently, do you enjoy that sort of silliness of it, like that sort of arty style? Because I know you've been getting some Ws, haven't you, on the game recently? Well, tune in tomorrow on the Mirror Gaming YouTube Ooh. channel at 3 p.m. BTS, B- BTST, BST, BTST, potentially BLT, BLT. Oh, don't tempt me. Oh, 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 BLT has just entered Fortnite. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I was, um, obviously, I make no secret about that, the fact that I was skeptical, skeptical of Fortnite, uh, for the longest time, just as an outsider, like. John Cena versus Goku versus God, no, Lord knows who else. I was just kind of yeah. like, ah, oh, what's going on? Then I got into the swing of a couple of games. And while I still find it a bit strange that you've got people that like dedicate their entire lives to it, I do see the appeal in how Moorish it is in that, oh, but I got so close, like, oh, ninth. Do you know what I mean? Like playing playing duos. Um, I'm quite lucky, actually, because yeah, I've been playing with a friend on duos. But as I understand it, Epic play fast and loose with the different game modes that they constantly put in and, and put out, which would annoy me as a long-time player, to be honest. Um, I, I do kind of agree with what you guys are saying uh, about Call of Duty was the serious battle royale by comparison. And this, in a way, in a way, it's strange that I know Fortnite's got this sort of like family-friendly sort of presentation, but they've had like pretty interesting characters in the past, like Resident Evil characters, which are like 18-rated game. Um, not quite, nothing quite as gory as uh, uh, the boys, mind you. But um I wonder if like the boys crossover was intended for Fortnite and they couldn't make it work or something or and they ended up going with Activision. Probably not, but like I, think, I said I think the, the, the collaboration suits the game. Like right. suits Call of Duty. But in terms of skins yeah, and yeah, like yeah. maybe weapon skins and, and different bits like that. That suits because like they've they've done that with loads of other you know like i say like before like they've done it with loads of other nathan's in characters. the game <laughs> yeah lionel that. messi yeah lionel, lionel messi the ghost um is um, my skin quite, uh, that yeah, is a bit like, um, i mean even i think that's a little bit weird like if i if i get eliminated and <laughs> just see messi it, flopping on the floor what's a footballer it does, doing it, it, it is a bit weird i mean pogba's in it neymar's in it there's I mean, you yeah. know loads of different operators got... There's new cat operators. There's bunny operators. There's there's all sorts of stuff, and obviously it is a bit silly. And I, I you know, I'm not saying that Call of Duty should be this ultra serious game, but and you should be able to, you know, have it's got it's, it's like it houses stuff. itself somewhere in the middle, but but it's it doesn't really suit like, diving into like yeah, like I said, yeah. from the outside perspective, I love how you've got Godzilla and Kong, Lionel Messi, but laser vision was the breaking point for like you know your go-to call of duty player but having heard you guys both talk to it i do i do agree that in terms of its gameplay altering impacts like let's see how it plays it in the game the community might like as they are want to do sort of like lambda it might yeah vision. you might you it, it i think i think with all of those things it just depends on like a how expensive they make them to buy at, right. at buy stations it if they're easy to get hold of, it could be fun for everybody. If they make them cost like, you know, if it's like $10,000 uh, to like teleport, for example, um, and you're playing solos, only the good players are going to get that much money. Like, and then yeah. like, so only players that are playing all the time so that then your casual player comes in and they might get one or two in a session, but like you'll have these players that like, used to it used to have it with the uavs like spamming uavs like yeah, there would yeah, always yeah. be uavs going because these players were were 
it would only ever be the good players that were doing that because they could get the money quickly because they could go into most situations and win their gunfights. Um, yeah. Whereas a, a lot of other people are more tactical because they not as confident in their gunfighting skills. So they, they try to like sort of scoot round areas and stuff and it takes longer to build that cash. And when you're just a solo player and you're trying to get money together, $10,000 is a lot of money. Um, yes. And unless you can just sprint around the map, absolutely annihilating people going through buildings and, and, uh, and picking up like chests and, and money off of, off of other players that, you know, once you've, once you've killed them, then the only people that are going to end up getting those field upgrades are the better players, which then makes it just a worse experience for casual players. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that is out today now, so you can get downloading the new update if you want to jump into that and be killed by some laser beams out of eyes, if that's something that you enjoy. Uh, and also, like can point. I just point out that Black Noir character is just rose skin all over again. It's yes. going to be... It's going to be... I yeah. think that might even be the worst bit. Probably, they, yeah. That they've put the rose yeah. skin back in. So Aaron, because I know you, you're me. not a big Warzone yeah. player, so rose skin was a skin that was added for players who reached a certain level on the battle pass and that you could purchase as well. And it was an all black suit, skin yeah. tight suit sort of thing, which made it pretty much impossible to see them. So people were uh, camping right. corners <laughs> of buildings and then like you yes. could go in, you wouldn't know they were there and they just... They just yeah, like pop, pop, pop. yeah, and then obviously yeah. Black Noir, very similar. So that's yeah. going to be fun. Well, it reminds me of um, oh, what's his name? The guy from GI Joe, Snake Eyes. Like, like you know, he's just like a ninja in a black suit, faceless. Yeah, that's well, essentially. So... Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I've never been into GI Joe actually. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with the reference, but I'm not a GI Joe kind of guy. Well, the, the thing about that man. was, yeah, GI Joe. Man. Action Man, the greatest hero of them all. GI Joes were like obviously these like you know action figures or whatever, and they were like soldiers. Yeah, I know, I know what GI yeah, Joe yeah. is. I'm just oh right, right, right. But like the, my fun, the fun G. story is that GI Joe. That one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Snake Eyes was like the Snake Eyes was like the most popular toy. But the irony was is that he was the easiest to make because he was like the blandest to look right, at. Do you know what I mean? Guy, but everyone yeah, thought he yeah. was the coolest. So yeah. I wonder if yeah. Warzone players will feel the same way. Yeah. I don't know. Matt, it, where it, do you stand? Are you GI Joe or Action Man? Where Where do your loyalties lie? Me, yeah, Stretch Armstrong. Oh, is that the same category? Are we talking the same category? It's to me, mate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, Put Stretch Armstrong. GI Joe was was. I mean, if you want, if you want to know, um, I'm talking it, figures that denote a military character. That if you want, okay, if you want to know, but Action uh, Men were like uh, this big. GI Joes were like, yeah, but did big. you know? Did you know that G.I. Joe, Joe um, toys, actually, I think Action Man was made for a UK audience off yeah. the back of G.I. Right. Joe. Because right. they, okay. they couldn't sell G.I. Joe in, in the UK. It, the toys weren't selling very well. Because so it had the American flag on all the Because it was probably, all like, yeah, G.I. Joe is yeah. very American. It's all oh, yeah, American. Yeah. like sort of, We didn't have but, the cartoon over here, I don't think, either. No, Joe. no. So, but Action, so Action Man is what I grew up with around yeah. but um good to know uh, but I, I yeah i i more enjoyed stretch armstrong i remember <laughs> playing i remember playing the action man game on ps1 over my dad's house every week and it was impossible to complete impossible <laughs> the, only, the, the only game that thwarted you Aaron? oh no man i, I don't no. think i've i feel like you could count the amount of ps2 games i finished on like 
two hands maybe because oh, really? when I was a kid it was like I never saw the end of any PS2 game I mean we, we have got a few more times but we've only got like eight minutes left so yeah. um, I'll, I'll pivot to what what's the just something that just sparked my interest that I, I genuinely would like to know not just for the podcast I'm not acting I genuinely would like to know what is the hardest the hardest level of any game that you've experienced well I think I know what your answer is going to be you'd know what my answer is yeah is it the water temple in Ocarina oh, time? Water, water temple. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you? Did you find a similar thing, or what with the water temple? Yeah. I mean, I played at first Ocarina of time on the 3DS version, where the swapping wasn't as annoying. Yeah, the swapping like, is the thing. Uh, the your boots on and off, but yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think hardest level. I mean, speaking of Call of Duty, 2008 Call of Duty World at War, when you're oh. trying to storm the Reich as the the Russian army, as the Soviet Union, uh, enemy closets just over and over and over on veteran, just come in, come in, come monster closets. Like that was impossible. Trying to beat that game on veteran was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the Elden Ring bosses as well, just like Star Scares Radan and mm. oh, terrible. Matt, any, any entries? The pipes on only up. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Um, I can't, the yeah, fridges like, in the last of us i've never i've i do i, I just because when i was younger i didn't really play many games um so it would have been like a level a particular level on lemmings or something like that's that's what i that's the sort of thing i played when i was mm. younger I but like lemmings. that was that was about or or it'd be like uh or maybe maybe one of the levels on donkey kong like um, cause I hadn't had a Nintendo for a little bit. Um, but generally I've ne not, I'm not really that much into like level based, like that sort of like level based story game. I'm more like those sort of like, like 2k games or games that don't have that sort of like incre yeah. increasing, um, like difficulty as, as you go on. But yeah, yeah, it's probably some, some later level in lemmings. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we when we went to uh, <clears throat> we went to an event a couple of years ago and there was that God of War, uh, <laughs> oh, that God of go. War level, and I just even on <laughs> because it was set to like the hardest difficulty because it was a, a room full of games journalists and they probably thought they'll be fine, you know, they're seasoned gamers, and I secretly turned the level down to the easiest one, and I still couldn't beat it, which is quite yeah. quite embarrassing. Um, yeah, that was quite difficult. Is it the harpy you... or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, that was that was really difficult. And um, yeah, that was I think that was Matt's first go on God of War as well. You weren't buying yeah, it. Yeah, I, did, I didn't enjoy it. No, I no, didn't he wasn't buying it. into it either. Just no, I wasn't past buying it. it. Yeah, God of War in Fortnite though, not in Call of Duty, Kratos. So is he in Fortnite? Yeah. He is in Fortnite. Uh, Kratos, yeah. yeah. Well, yes. yeah, he's important. There you go. What skin do you have currently, Aaron? Are you going to buy? Wait, I'm guessing the David Tennant skin when it comes out, right? <laughs> oh, have they done a David Tennant skin? I'm surprised. No, not they, yet. They've probably done a Doctor <clears throat> Who skin. Yeah, they, they have. Well, he's yet. coming back stuff. to Doctor Who, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. For, for like a special or something. And they keep teasing like Doctor Who stuff all the time. Like there's official artwork out there. But no, at the moment, obviously, because I'm a re relevant Fortnite newbie, you think I was with the. That's just the standard off-the-shelf skin. But somehow my epic account's connected with Goat Simulator 3. And I've got I'm a giant goat with a white tank top at the moment. And then my <laughs> glider is like Butt Stallion from Borderlands. So this is just things right. that I've over the years unknowingly collected. So tune in tomorrow at three o'clock and you'll see what sort of like 
Stuff I, like I'm you've rocking. sold That's it to fantastic. me now. I want to yeah. see it. That's fantastic. still got no back bling though. No back bling, unfortunately. Oh, oh mate. Oh, you yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> You'll get there. Um, keep getting killed by Optimus Prime at the moment. Just <laughs> unbelievable. It's not like him. It's not like him at all. No, it's so like anti-Optimus. Yeah. What is is the, the is the anti-Optimus in there? What's his name? Um. Oh, uh, the Decepticon. Megatron. Megatron. Yeah, is Megatron in there or not? Don't think he is, no. Because Optimus oh. is the like ultimate battle pass boss ah, fight or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, the yeah, last yeah. tier, yeah. So yeah. But Goku's in there, that's all that matters. Everyone yeah. loves a bit of Goku. Because be... that's another thing that changed. So that was a similar thing, because Goku introduced that the obviously the Kamehameha in the game where <laughs> Goku flew up and sort of destroyed everyone like, ah, sort of thing. Um, that obviously changed the gameplay um, as well, so similar. Can, thing, but, but can he still do that now, though? No, I think they took it out. Because I've not seen that happen. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure they say. took it out. If Scott, Scott's not in the chat by the sounds of things, um, yeah. so he can't tell us he's our resident Goku expert. Be- because if that was the case, <clears> then <throat> loads everyone who picked John Cena would be able to keep him visible the entire time. And <laughs> that's, that's not true. fair on anyone. That's so. very true. And that's a great place to leave it, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you just do. go invisible, because obviously you've been going invisible and disappearing and going back. Should we stuff, just do? Yeah. Should we all do a Sopranos and just like cut, like cut to? Cut I to mean, black, haven't I done black. enough of those this episode? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. All right then, everyone. I think that just about does it then for this week's episode of the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. Once again, thanks for bearing with uh, us and specifically me in terms of the technical difficulties at the beginning of the show. We marched on and I think we had ourselves a rather thoughtful and insightful, sometimes quite, I wouldn't say heated, but I'll say warm discussion about the Microsoft FTC. I mean, it says it all right there in the name. It's true. It's true. Nathan wasn't the mediator this time. We needed the mediator to return. But anyway, maybe next week. So yeah, Nathan, Matt, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, We'll see you next week for even more gaming news gossip on the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. Bye-bye. (laughs) 